Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Changes happen. Changes are inevitable in this life, right? We all know that. But don't go looking for it. Don't seek it, he says. And we'll talk more about that. Don't don't seek after change. Live for eternity is the second one. Rather than being focused on just the here and now and, you know, whatever brings you joy and pleasure and fun today in this 70 or 80 or 90 years that we have on earth live for eternity life is bound to throw you some curveballs as much as you may try to predict and plan things are not going to go your way 100% of the time you'll be lucky if your plans work out even half the time as pastor robert encourages us in today's message in this uncertainty there is only one source of steadfast strength and peace and that is jesus christ stick around after today's message from pastor robert i have quite a bit of information that i'd like to share with you our web address podcast subscription information and our contact information now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. His love is the main thing. Verse 17, having told the, uh, the Christians who were maybe tempted to divorce, you know, the uh, non-Christian partner, he's like, you know, how do you know that... Um, you might be the one who will save your wife. But, verse 17, But as God has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. And so I ordain in all the churches. In other words, this is not just you guys in Corinth. Huh? This is what I tell everybody. Was anyone called while circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Was anyone called while uncircumcised? Let him not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. But keeping the commandments of God is what matters. Let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Were you called while a slave? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can be made free, rather use it. For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freed man. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Brethren, let each one remain with God in that state in which he was called. Now, concerning virgins, and be aware, ladies, that the, the term young lady was synonymous with virgin in Greek. It was the, you know, the same word. And, and so he's, he's saying, young ladies, listen, I, I have no commandment from the Lord, yet I give judgment as one whom the Lord in his mercy has made trustworthy. I'm giving you my opinion, and I think I know what I'm talking about. I suppose, therefore, that this is good because of the present distress, that it's good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be loosed. Are you loosed from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But even if you do marry, you've not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she's not sinned. Nevertheless, such will have trouble in the flesh. But I would spare you. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. 
so that from now on, even those who have wives should be as though they had none. Those who weep as though they did not weep. Those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice. Those who buy as though they did not possess. And those who use this world as not misusing it. For the form of this world is passing away, but I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord. And the idea there is only the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he who is married cares also, again, the implication about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. And there's a difference between a wife and a virgin. And the, the unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord. And again, the implication is with an undivided heart. That she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married now cares also about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I say for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you, but for what is proper, that you may serve the Lord without distraction. But if any man thinks he is behaving improperly toward his virgin, if she's past the flower of youth, thus it must be, let him do what he wishes. He does not sin. Let them marry. Nevertheless, he who stands steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but has power over his own will, and is so determined in his heart that he will keep his virgin, does well. So then he who gives her in marriage does well, but he who does not give her in marriage does better. A wife is bound by law as long as her husband lives, but if her husband dies, she's at liberty to be married to whom she wishes, only in the Lord. But she is happier if she remains as she is, according to my judgment, and I think I also have the Spirit of God. Now, give me your attention, and let's go back and look at this. If, if I could give you one theme for the passage, it would be verse 35. If you look at it, maybe a key verse for understanding the, you know, the message that's being communicated here. He says, this I say for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you, but for what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without distraction. That's, that's really the heart of the message. Paul says, you know what, listen, I'm not trying to control your life just... For the heck of it here. It's not that I want to put a leash around your neck and, and tell you where to go and take you, you know, wherever I think's best. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this for your profit. This is for your benefit. I'm trying to help you out here, guys. That's the heart. And that you would serve the Lord without distraction. You see, that's God's best for your life. That you would be focused on Him with an undivided heart. You know, I heard a message years ago. The title of it was Living Deliberately. And when I first heard that, I thought, that's, an, you know, kind of an interesting thought. I mean, I, I deliberately get up every morning and deliberately go about my day, but I don't know if I really think it through, do I live every moment deliberately? Probably not. Probably not. There are three things that I want us to to look at from this passage and talk about. All of it comes back to that theme of an undistracted life, an undistracted life of service to the Lord, living deliberately for Jesus. Three things. The first one is don't seek change. Changes happen. Changes are inevitable in this life, right? We all know that. But don't go looking for it. Don't seek it, he says. And we'll talk more about that. Don't, don't seek after change. Live for eternity is the second one, rather than being focused on just the here and now and, you know, whatever brings you joy and pleasure and fun today in this 70 or 80 or 90 years that we have on earth. Live for eternity. Don't be short-sighted. And then thirdly, avoid the distractions that are all around you that will hinder you from that. Now, 
look at it. The opening part of it is that whole focus on not seeking change. And he starts off, he addresses three different groups of people. He says, as God has distributed each one, as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. Now, he's not talking about sinfulness. You know, I mean, when I first became a Christian, um, I was 24 years old. There were all kinds of things that needed to be changed. And the Lord began to deal with my heart about those things, right? That's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about the practices in our lives that are inconsistent with God's perfect design. That's not what he's talking about. So what is he talking about? Well, this is kind of the way I look at it. You know, when I first became a Christian, again, I, I was 24 years old, and I just overnight, really, as the Lord dealt with me and and I, you know, it wasn't in a church context. I've shared that story with you before. I was actually drunk the night I met Jesus, and it was in my car, not in a church, and nobody was talking to me except the Holy Spirit. But I just knew the next day, I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Read the Bible. Just start reading the book. I started reading the Bible. And the more I read it, even though I initially I, I didn't understand what I was reading. You know, I'm reading the old King James Bible and the these and the thous and the there. You know, it's like I didn't understand a lot of it. But then something would just leap off the page and address my personal life. And there would be, you know, some conviction or some course adjustment that God would give. And I quickly realized, I mean quickly realized, that Almighty God was speaking into my life from His book. That's exciting. And so I got excited. And I'd come home, and I'll give you a little bit of insight into, you know, the way things were for me back then. I was 24 years old, I was single, I was managing a store... Uh, living alone in a, you know, singles apartment complex and partying a lot. And then it, so that, that stopped. And, and um, getting off work at 10 o'clock at night, I'd come home. I'd sit down in the middle of my living room floor with a box of saltine crackers, a, a, a chunk of cheddar cheese, a, a jar of olives and some mustard and my Bible. And it was not unheard of for me to go through a box of saltine crackers in a night. Just I'm just just stuff in my face, and my metabolism was much different than it is today, so I could do that and then not put on weight for a little while anyway. But I just sit with the and I got so excited, and then pretty soon, you know, because I'd sit there till two or three o'clock in the morning a lot of times. I'd fall asleep just devouring the book, talking to him about it because I realized he's alive. I can talk to him about this stuff, and if I don't understand it, he's promised to teach me. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more. But we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within... Uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia. So she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.